Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3. KL. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, greetings. Welcome in on a Wednesday morning, January 4th, 2023. Welcome to LNK Today with Jack and Friends. Jack Mitchell along with... Caleb Henry and Mark Vale, Chris Lofkins, Time Saver Traffic will be along shortly as well. Starting on your morning at 30 degrees and uh, really just kind of stay, going to stay right about there throughout the course of the day. Uh, cloudy skies, a little breezy, uh, not terrible for January, but not really great either. Uh, somewhere in the middle for all of that before we get a little bit more sunshine peaking back out Thursday and Friday. Got a good show for you today. It's a Wednesday. And that means for the first time this year, you've got the chance to get it off your chest. Whatever has accrued in the first four days of the years to chap your hide, well, now is the time to get it off your chest and share it with us. What chaps your hide Wednesday? Uh, text line is open now for you in the Rickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400, facebook.com slash LNK today, or give us a call at 710-402-479-1400. Morning drive, we'll count down the five things you're talking about today. Uh, Senator Ben Sass is going to be my guest at 810, as Mark mentioned. Uh, and we'll have John Bishop joining us as well. Uh, Senator Sass saying his farewell to the Senate yesterday. And uh, moving on to the University of Florida, so it'll be interesting to talk to him about uh, about the decision to do that, about his time in the Senate, uh, spent a lot of his time, again, kind of decrying uh, the tribalism and media bubbles and uh, the, the zealots and p- performative politics and, and all of those things, um, which is has become pretty characteristic of, of what he's had to say a lot of the time, especially in the second half of his career as a senator. But I wonder if he feels like there's any that 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 message is particularly well received anywhere, um, because I think in principle, I, I agree with a lot of it, but um it doesn't seem to be a, a particularly winning movement right now on any side of anything. But nonetheless, we'll talk to him a little bit coming up at 810 this morning. Uh, guys, today kicks off the Nebraska legislative session. The Unicam gets together today. And among the things that they've got to do, figure out what to do with a whole lot of extra money 
in the cash reserve fund <laughs> than when expected. I'm sure they have plenty of ideas. $1.3 billion more than required over the next two fiscal years. Uh, tax receipts are up. The doing well, doing well in the bank accounts for the state of Nebraska. And so how do you use that money? What kind of tax relief can be provided? Uh, how does that impact the tax relief that was provided last year? What kind of big projects are we going to be looking at? We had the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce yesterday. They hope that they can get in on some of this potentially with a convention center. Uh, you've got obviously the water projects that we've talked a lot about not only in the West, but in the East as well. Uh, and there's a, there's just a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff out there, and that is going to be a big chunk of that. Um, in addition, we need a new prison. And that, that'll be that. Yep. That's a, that's a good one too. Um, prison overcrowding, building a new prison. Where would a prison go? Um, building a new prison versus uh, revamping the one that we've got right now or both uh, or both of those those will all be significant issues this year um figuring out that yeah you know pillin was running commercials going up to the general election on reformulating the school aid process and so that'll be potentially something that's significant here during the course of this session Got to figure out the situation for voter ID requirements now that that's been passed by the Nebraska voters. Of course, we talked yesterday quite a bit about uh, the abortion issue and how that'll manifest itself on the floor of the legislature. So that all gets going here starting today. This is the day where they bring in their families and those sorts of things. Although, you know, they did the same thing at the uh, at the house in Washington D.C. Brought all the families and the kids, uh, but it didn't. And happen. then a uh, and then a speaker fight broke out. Uh, and they, they showed there were some pictures they showed of like kids and families that were there that looked incredibly bored with the whole process. Well, they can't. Swear what did in my the, mommy or daddy get into? They can't swear in the new uh, newly elected right. people until, until the there's speaker. a speaker. Yeah. Right. So they they technically have the uh, title of congressman elect. elect still and brought their families there and didn't get any see any swearing in. So I don't know if they sit through today or they're they just like a little swearing. I guess yeah, yeah. probably. <laughs> or if they go back and they're like, you know what? Just call me uh, when you're going to get sworn in. We'll we'll come back. Let us know when you guys get although, this figured out. Although that doesn't work very good if you're like a, a congressman or congresswoman from like Hawaii, you know, or Oregon or something. Uh, it's not quite that convenient, <laughs> but nonetheless. So yeah, big, uh, big beginnings today. Uh, Mark, what else do we have in the news this morning? Oh, it's kind of been kind of quiet. Uh, had a few things over the, the holiday weekend that uh, Lincoln police gave us some updates on. I had a, a assault downtown i had a couple of people uh charged with uh, firearms discharged new year's morning uh, things like that so otherwise kind of quiet um i was uh really interested in in the clip you had at the top of your news today and uh, i forget his name but the doctor doctor, yeah the doctor talking about um some of the circumstances that might that might and again there's you know he's we obviously don't know exactly what happened here but just the the idea that this this thing can happen when you get some sort of physical trauma at the exact right time uh on in your chest area 
that can throw the heart basically into an arrhythmia and then create some major problems after that. Yeah, there's uh, a there's a I, term for it, and I can't pronounce uh, yeah, it. Something, it's like physiocarditis or something. I, that's not right, but it's something. Yeah. It's something like that. Um, I said it wrong, though. And uh, well, I had I had the opportunity to do the interview with Doctor Baker yesterday, and, and we went through quite a bit. But he said at this point, it's it's just too early to know exactly what all uh, could have been. And were there any underlying? Were there any genetic uh, issues right. or uh, uh, hereditary issues mm-hmm. that may have had underlying conditions? Could have just been this uh, very unique situation that neither one of us can pronounce. Right. Just uh, the timing. Just right. the timing of it. Um, yeah. And, and it's really course, scary, but yeah. And of course, the the internet full of speculations of all type. And, yeah, I know. And it, I know. some of it pretty crazy. And, you know, yeah. some some were linking it to the myocarditis issues with the um, COVID vaccines and and things like that. And you know, the fr- first, uh, like Dr. Baker said, it's it's too early to put a def- uh, definitive right. Uh, right. situation uh, out there. Right. So, well, I mean, things like this have happened, you know, happens in hockey. It, it happens. It's happened. Baseball. You know, whether it's in sports or other other type sure. you know, things, these have happened for, you know, it's not like this is a case of first impression or or something like that. So nonetheless, they his uncle um, did did make some comments uh, yesterday. I think it was last night. A uh, couple of things. Now, the, the good news is it sounds like he's needing less oxygen. They've, I mean, he's on a ventilator, but they moved him from 100% to 50%. And so maybe some indications um, that, that I hope that eventually he can be breathing on his own without the help of a, a machine. Uh, the other thing that he said, which I don't think had been out yet, was that apparently not only did they resuscitate him on the field and got his heart going again, but they had to do that again in the hospital once he arrived right. um so there were two moments evidently where uh they got his heart back beating again and, and that so, was that was the other thing that dr baker was talking about is the uh addition of so many uh, aeds automated uh, yeah. external defibrillators right is the the key point in all of this so we talked a little bit um and he gave me some background on on cpr is is definitely of value but getting that defibrillator uh, in there and get it uh, operating is is really key to uh, a better outcome. Yeah, there was something I, th- I want to say in the legislature a few years ago about a law or something about getting those in in schools, as I recall, and and uh, making sure that those were yeah. I think they're on all in every school. I, I think or, they're in all schools, and I think a lot of schools now have them at sporting events. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I I, I would guess which. Um, which would be good, and and it seems even more so the case. Yeah, and uh, most most sporting events have some type of first responder unit mm-hmm. that is is on location as right. well. Right. Uh, well, and yeah, that actually they 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 adjusted that policy in Lincoln to make that the case after there was a, a bad spinal cord injury. It was during a football game that I was at. Oh, probably ten, twelve years ago. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, that was that was a scary situation too. One of the ways of treatment that I, I found interesting, Doctor Baker was saying that oftentimes in these types of situations, when they're sedated, it's because they uh, use an effort to they, they cool the body yep. and, and it, it to help the healing process. So they have to sedate them. That's why they have to intubate them and and put them on ventilators because. Uh, you know that that helps the the body heal, and then they just gradually bring them back. I had a friend who was my age who had a cardiac issue, and that's what they did. Um, 
and miraculously, and it was a long time that he was medically sedated and they had his body cooled. And I think the, I remember the issue was what is going to be, you know, what's his brain going to be doing yep. when he wakes up essentially right. and, when, and they, when they bring him back and will he be able to breathe and will he be have have brain function and that was the thing that we never knew and we always waited for and he he survived and he did have issues he had to basically relearn how to walk um he's he wasn't he wasn't impacted cognitively at all but he the way he speaks has now changed but He's, you know, got his head still, his dad still has a job, works as a really smart guy, um, works out on the West Coast in engineering, and it's um, Which reminds it was me, a miracle. I was going to tell you yesterday, I have uh, one of my New Year's resolutions. I'm taking some of these um, um, cognitive supplements, you know, to really help How, you with your memory. I can tell something. You know? I thought you seemed sharp. Yeah. So they seem to be working because I can, I can remember last year like it was last week. <laughs> The setup, uh, and then uh, and then in uh, uh, sports out. news, boy, Nebraska men's basketball a real stink bomb of a first half last night, and yeah. put them behind the the eight ball. They, they looked they looked a lot more themselves, I thought, in the second half, but still, you know, not enough to to make up that kind of a to really make a significant dent at all in the kind of lead that Michigan State had, and hey, the they kind of treaded water. It was tied eleven to eleven. Yeah, uh, and then well, it was twenty eight to six. Was the run after that? In the second half, there was a point where Tomonaga had, I think, had a three point attempt when they were down twelve. I think mm-hmm. that could have made it nine, and and he didn't hit it. Felt like there was a little bit of a window. They played a lot better in the second half, they did. but didn't make the free throws. They just didn't have the you know the energy on the rebounds and defensively, especially in the first half that we've kind of seen from the team. They just didn't look themselves quite in that game. And and then obviously when this team is not kind of doing the shutdown defense thing, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot, lot, lot harder for them to be yeah. really good teams. That's the formula, and when you don't have that, you just don't have enough offensively to to win those types of games. No, and it, that's what last night showed us. And you even saw that against Iowa, you know, where, where Nebraska made one basket over the last 12 minutes and still won by 16. It had to be the shutdown defense and getting, yep. getting up early. If Nebraska gets behind... And other teams are figuring out the formula, by the way. Yeah. If you don't let Nebraska get anything in transition, there was a little bit of that. All of a sudden, you'd see, uh, you'd see Greaso get the ball, and he's like, I'm not going to let him set up. He'd back yeah. the guy down into the paint, and you're like, that's what you need to do. Right. But they also missed a lot of shots when they got into that Boy, th- those spots. So they did. They just got to shoot a better percentage, have to figure out a half-court game on offense. Yeah. Because they, they just... Do not that, have so one. many bad shots. You haven't seen it under Hoiberg though. Like that's this isn't a new thing with this year. If Nebraska any year under Hoiberg gets into where you got to score in the half court, it just all goes to crap. Like yep. they have to do something in the transition game, and they haven't gotten it the last couple of right. games outside of like the first ten minutes against Iowa to where they could build enough of a lead. Yeah, yeah. So um, disappointing. The schedule, you know, it's the schedule's been brutal. I mean, let's be completely honest about well, they that. Got a top and ten so, strength of schedule in the country. Yeah, the toughest schedule in, in the conference. But they do get Minnesota coming up next. Mm-hmm. It is on the road. But if you're going to ever pick up a road win in the Big Ten and and maybe make up for that loss to Purdue at home, this will be the time to yes. do it because Minnesota is, um, I mean, 
you know, listen, Minnesota certainly could win, but the, right now they appear to be by far the worst team in the Big Ten mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And and so you got that before you come back home again uh, and get going. And I think they go to Purdue again pretty soon, too. So lovely. <laughs> Sorry, lovely. Well, that's the thing about playing in the Big Ten. It's like, yeah. well, every week you might get someone to go, oh, that's an easier game. And then you look look the rest of the week and you're like, oh, that's a top ten team. Right. Yes, uh, and then they come home on Tuesday night, and they've got Illinois here before they go to Purdue. I was trying to remember what that game. Uh, and Matt Rule is up really early uh, posting uh, emojis again. From what I can tell... He should not be allowed to post an emoji before I get to work, okay? He, from what I can tell, based on his last tweeting of emojis, he appears to be traveling somewhere to the north to go to some kind of a symposium or convention to help him train to become a part of the Paris 2024 Olympic darts team. That's what I could, that's all I can tell. I would say so far from they're, they're targeting the top of the ladder or they're walking to the top of the ladder targeting first place. No, I think it's the darts thing. I think it's the <laughs> Paris Olympics darts thing. So, breaking news here on KLIN, Matt Rule beginning his Olympic darts. I don't know, is darts in the Olympics? I guess it's, maybe it's not. Should be. Should be. He yeah. could do archery. Definitely. Least. Maybe that's what maybe that's what it is. Archery. He's becoming an archer. It's, listen, I know Trev said he he wanted somebody that didn't have hobbies. Um, so I don't know if picking up archery is the best. How uh, call, he, he call didn't now. have hobbies until he got hired. What will Matt Rule's new interest in archery? What does it mean for his commitment to the Nebraska football program? Four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Now, if he gains the nickname Cupid, we'll we'll know something's right. amiss. So. Oh wow! Uh, All by right. the way, did either of you see the NCAA Division One uh, transformation committee? A report. Yeah, no, they put no. some put some recommendations out there yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it could be a ninety team March Madness, oh, according geez. to that. Well, they they one of the recommendations was that all NCAA championship tournaments that includes March Madness expand to twenty five percent of participating teams. So to get to that number for I mean, for basketball, you would have to get to ninety. Can you imagine that bracket? Well, oh and gosh. right now they're close to just under twenty percent, sitting at sixty eight. Uh, for the number there, so that's one that, although it is a recommendation, and they have talked about expanding to ninety before, I don't see that happening anytime soon. Oh, and then uh, by the way, you know, we talked about weather-wise here. I saw the snow numbers that Valentine has oh, for this it's, year. It's this, so stupid. They are twenty-six inches above normal on January, over above the winter normal on January fourth. State Patrol had some pictures of downtown Valentine on their Twitter oh, feed. Man, it's, it's amazing. I feel, I feel for you, Valentine. I feel for you. And some of those underpasses up in South Dakota. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy stuff. We lucked out uh, on this one here, and uh, looks. By, I checked another eight to fourteen day outlook. Mark all red, all red on the map in Nebraska again. Chop off those weeks. Chop them off. Get us. Through. We're going to be through two thirds of January. Pretty soon, at least with a forecast. All right, 626, we will take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, let's get things jumping on the Sound Off. Actually, but first, but first, 
two days from now, Request Line Friday, first edition of 2023. And uh, we are uh, doing the, uh, we're doing, asking for you to request the song that you want to kind of uh, d- d- display your energy, uh, help you with your mindset, whatever it is, your song for 2023. Whatever it is that the the song that best encapsulate the attitude you're going into the new year with, um, and so that can be anything. So text that in to the Rickstein Recognition text line at four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. And on uh, Friday, we're going to bring back our fusion of uh, news talk and music that you didn't know you needed. So get those uh, songs in starting right now. Another uh, quick scheduling note just from the morning show. Uh, tomorrow, Greg Sharp is is going to be off, and so uh, I have uh, plugged in Dr. Ken Dewey's weekly, uh, or excuse me, monthly spot Good. there on Thursday. So we'll have Dr. Dewey telling us how long this potential respite from winter is Winter's going to, over. That's going to last. We'll see. We'll see. You look at those, like I said, you look at those 8- to 14-day maps right now, and they've been nothing but showing likelihoods of warmer than normal. Um, and precipitation lower than normal, uh, and that now goes out until what two weeks from today. So we're talking January eighteenth, nineteenth, and you know start start getting it, get into the month of February. Okay, feel like you're unscathed during the month of February. You've got Groundhog Day. You've got uh, pitchers and catchers reporting. You've got uh, you got Husker baseball starting. Some of the early rites of spring, and so just powering through. And and maybe maybe some of you. Who are listening? You love winter, uh, and you you love everything about this, and you hate when I start doing this during this time of year. And I apologize for that, but I can't help it. Uh, I can't help it. So, uh, moving on, let's get into the sound off. Uh, boy, interesting beginning to the session in Washington D.C. in the House of Representatives because they haven't really got started because they have been unable to pick their leader, their speaker. Kevin McCarthy and his supporters will be back at it, hoping to gain more votes, like 15 or 20, to be specific. With 20 Republicans holding out, McCarthy cannot be speaker. The margins over Democrats are just too thin to begin with. Congressman-elect Byron Donalds flipped his vote in the final round to Jim Jordan. But Jim Jordan doesn't want the speaker's gavel. He's supporting Kevin McCarthy. Meanwhile, Democrat Ruben Gallego tweeting, we are breaking out the popcorn in the Dem caucus till the Republicans get their act together. All right. What's and what's McCarthy? Is McCarthy getting the message? Is he saying, you know what? You know, the people have spoken. It's very difficult. I don't have the votes. I'm losing votes. In fact, vote after vote, maybe it's time to back down on this thing. Not so fast. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy says there is no circumstance in which he would consider pulling out of the race for speaker. McCarthy told reporters late Tuesday night negotiations are ongoing and he's working to flip 11 votes to win. While McCarthy is getting support from most Republicans, another 20 have voted for other candidates, like Colorado Representative-elect Lauren Boebert, who tells Fox... Our candidate is Jim Jordan. This is He is a fighter. He is a leader. McCarthy says he has spoken with former President Trump and still has his backing. The House will meet again today at noon. In Washington, Sean Lanchel, Fox News. All right. This, maybe if Trump puts out like a, a truth tweet thing about it, that would help. I don't know. Um, he said in interviews yesterday he was just going to kind of kind of see what happens, but McCarthy says he's got his backing. Meanwhile, you've got all these people who are voting for Jordan, and Jordan's like, I don't want it. I think it should be McCarthy. Yeah. And uh, and so the the person that they want wants the person that they don't want mm-hmm. to have the job 
Um, I I assume there have been negotiations going on behind the scenes over the course of the last, oh, you know, 12 plus hours now so that when they get back to this today, it's not going to be vote after vote after vote again, not knowing how this is going to end up or hoping that Democrats would leave so they can get a majority. But I would think that they're going to be able to to get this figured out somehow and McCarthy will end up the the, the people not supporting McCarthy will back off this thing, I guess. Maybe they won't. I mean, they seem to be gathering strength. I don't know. I don't know how this thing ends. So we'll see. They're just going to drag like, it out. I all guess. Month. Vote I guess after like vote uh, after vote. that Democratic congressman said, I guess, get your popcorn if that sort of thing is entertaining to you. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we talked not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, about uh, the Fed raising interest rates the last time at a smaller level. Into 2023, though, and is this going to continue to happen? Uh, will interest rates rise around the world, and what does that say about a recession in 2023? Some Wall Streeters are worrying that the Fed and central banks from other countries may be ready to boost interest rates so high they push the world into a recession while they try to extinguish red-hot inflation. We may get an indication today as the Fed releases its December meeting minutes. Investors hope the Feds are moderating any future plans for more interest rate hikes. Rates were near zero last year, but as inflation kept growing, the Feds drove up their key lending rate to four and a quarter to four and a half percent. The idea? To cool inflation by cooling off consumer demand jill nato fox news all right um and we touched on this at the beginning but if you missed it uh updates in a little bit more information on the condition of buffalo bills player damar hamlin last night let's get the very latest the bills announcing that hamlin's condition is improving although he is still sedated at a cincinnati hospital in critical condition hamlin's family is speaking out publicly for the first time since he collapsed on the field on monday they say they are quote deeply moved by the prayers kind words and donations from fans across the country they say they also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. Tributes are pouring in from all corners of the sports world. Players on the Buffalo Sabres wearing t-shirts that say love for three before their game against the Washington Capitals. Hmm. Um, and in addition, information from the family, the uncle, uh, his uncle, I should say, um, did some media last night and uh, indicated that there was good news in that they've uh, not had to provide artificially, essentially, 100% of the oxygen. Um, uh-huh. That That's actually gone down to about 50%. Um, and so that was a positive thing. Uh, the, the other note that he had was that evidently there he had to be resuscitated not once on the field, but twice actually, once on the field and once at the hospital as well. Um, and so, yeah, the, 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 the kind of the, the moment, um, of, of life-saving, immediate life-saving happened twice in this whole thing, which a lot of people, you know, I don't think anybody even knew about here at this point. So, uh, that's the latest, you know, and Caleb, the thing about this is it could, it could go on for a while. It just in terms of not totally knowing right. what his condition is going to be. And at some point, and I know, look, I know it felt in poor taste right off the bat to be talking about the implications for 
for football and and it still kind of feels this way but on the other side on the other hand of this whole thing is you're going to be here within a day or so you're going to have to make some decisions um the NFL is going to have to make some decisions and you like you wonder are the bills bills are scheduled to play again i know they're not playing the the bengal's game anytime necessarily immediately but scheduled to have their next game right what, can they, do they want to do that? I mean, I can't imagine uh, what that situation would be like to be on that team. Are they prepared to do something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any of those answers, but they, they're going to have to have some kind of, I mean, they've been, I think rightfully so, pushing off this decision as the not important thing, um, but that is going to become a bit of a story here in the next probably 24 hours or so. Well, and that was Monday, so normally now now that we're to Wednesday, you would have, depending on the team, some teams get back to it on Tuesday, take like an off day Wednesday, or, or they take off Tuesday and get back to it Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so are, when are guys even getting back to, to practicing? Yeah, are, let, they let, even feel, are they even doing that? I yeah. don't, it'd, be tough. it'd be incredibly tough. I let, mean, let alone the weekend's games, right. how all of that gets A game less out. than a week from it? It'd be six days yeah. after, after that whole thing. So... I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow if they somehow pushed everything back. I don't know at what point, but somehow pushed everything back. There's normally a buy between the Super Bowl and the AFC and NFC championships. I wonder if they somehow push everything back a week. Right. Um and try and figure try and figure everything out. I don't know. And again, not not necessarily uh, 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 certainly not more important right now than his condition whatsoever but as you do think about the the people around him that are are grieving and concerned and mm-hmm. potentially having to go do their jobs um it's a it's it's it'll be interesting to see kind of how they they deal with this it doesn't seem like there's a great answer in this whole thing uh all right what else uh if if you've been uh if you think about uh, grabbing that extra cup of water at some point today, if you're an adult, you may be making a very good decision for yourself. We're learning more about what happens when adults are well hydrated. The study by the National Institutes of Health finds adults who stay well hydrated appear to be healthier, developing fewer chronic conditions such as heart and lung disease than those who don't get sufficient fluids. The study using data from more than 11,000 adults over a 30-year period Those who were not well hydrated, they say, had higher levels of sodium in their blood, putting them at higher risk of age-related conditions like heart failure, kidney disease, diabetes, dementia, and stroke. Sue Guzman, Fox News. I've got to think, on balance, people in 2023 are significantly more well hydrated or more hydrated than you know in 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 previous years, than even 20 or 30 years ago. And this is. Fairly anecdotal, but doesn't it seem like people carry water bottles around with them everywhere they go way more often now than used to be the case? I know kids do. Oh, for sure. I started to see it a little bit more, just like a little bit. It was a few here and there when I was in high school. By the time my my youngest sister, um, who's who this spring is finishing up her master's degree, but when she was in high school, so I think class of like 2017 or something like that, Everyone had a water. Like they yeah. just walked around with the giant I, jugs of. Yes. Everyone had water at all times. <laughs> I know. I've never. I never was a part of either my you know my childhood or my early adulthood 
I think, honestly, I think people are more hydrated because the water bottle industry has gotten so advanced and sort of everywhere at some point. But what are you like, doing in school if you can't, like, if you have water right next to you, you can't just say, hey, can I get a hall pass so that you can go, go get a drink so out of the go, drinking go fountain? Go burn 10 minutes in the hallway, right, get a right. drink of water. Yeah, I guess you have to use the, ask to use the restroom then or Gross. something like that. But, but I don't know. But even adults, even adult like... I know I know a lot of people that you know every day mm-hmm. they've got their and apparently it's a healthy choice. I'm not I'm not they castigating it like, anyway. I gotta go through all of this. But there's some noon. people who it's like an extension of you. I'm sure we all know somebody like that, or maybe it's you mm-hmm. that you you've all, always got. All I know is we have about the amount of stupid water bottles that we have, or bottles, sports bottles. What's worse? All of these things that we just. I have become such a minimalist in. With my kitchen, <laughs> I want I want about two of everything, uh, and I mean like plates and cups and 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 all of those things. What is worse in your house right now? Is it the unused water bottles or just scads of Tupperware? The t- I know that was going to be <laughs> that. I just I just said to my fan, I was you know doing my healthier eating thing, and I was making ahead some food and. I and I we have our Tupperware in this cabinet that you basically have to sit on the floor to really get deep into. Like you reach down and you like you can't really look at it and you're just feeling. You're like, please let me feel one that's the right size that has a lid, please. <laughs> and then after about twenty seconds of doing that, you're like, oh no, I gotta go to the ground. I've got to <laughs> I've got to move to the deep search for the Tupperware. And like, there's one size that is so elusive for me. <laughs> Uh, just a uh, square, like about the size of a sandwich, but deep, like three inches deep. Yeah, I'm, those things are like gold. That size, we got a million. We got a million of them. If you want, just like three tablespoons of salad dressing, <laughs> that's great. But but uh, anything of some we, heft. We cleaned ours out a couple of months ago. Yeah, so we just got one brand of of Tupperware. I tried. Yeah, we went. We did that, and we didn't put them on on one of the bottom shelves. We put it on one of these top shelves. Okay, how did did it? Has it stayed? It's has, been phenomenal. Yeah. Is let me let me it's ask working, you a question. Yes. Do you store them with the lids on, or do you stack them uh, like without the lids? So on? we stack them without the lids, and I got a little organizer, so the lids are all organized themselves on their own shelf. So when you grab like a medium sized little Tupperware thing, you go grab the medium sized lid to go with it. I guess I need to do that, but. We it's got, working so far. It's just, a we just don't have enough cabinets, and then we got all this crap that, like, we got like a cake stand that it's down there as well. When we we use a cake stand once every five years, okay? There's just so much <laughs> stuff that it's like the, the chances of us using and needing this is so rare and so not often that all our cupboards are filled with that kind of stuff. It's like it's like we got a you know like an iced tea maker, and it's like uh, I don't think that's been used. We since. have two pizza pans. Right. Well, when are we making two pizzas? Right. All, all of those sorts of things. All of this stoneware when Pampered Chef was all the rage. Like, well, when are we going to use this thing? Exactly. Yes, I become a kitchen minimalist. I should do like a Marie Kondo type show for just for just kitchens, right? 
Get rid. It's called uh, Jack's. Get rid of all the crap in your kitchen. If you'd like, it'll Jack make to you show happier. up to your kitchen and just Man, tear that I would, place apart. I would love to go back to the cupboard I had when I was a bachelor in about two thousand. When I was in law school, I think we had a, a full apartment of cupboards. We probably had like three or four plastic cups from Husker football games. Right? <laughs> I just, I just had like little bar pint glasses. <laughs> there was, there was probably a package of of paper plates. Uh. I miss I, that minimalism. I, I had four plates. I had like two forks. I think I only had one spoon. I don't know how everything got off there. I think I, I only go, had one knife. I'm going to go back to that. That's kitchen minimalism. <laughs> it uh, worked. Last, but not if you're listening, Food Network or HGTV, uh, let's talk. Let's talk turkey. Uh, by the way, Dealer Dave says on the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline, says I graduated in 1993. The only thing we carried around were Marlboro Reds. This current generation <laughs> is doing it right. <laughs> Probably. It's a good switch. The the cigarettes for the... Uh, <laughs> the cigarettes for the water bottle. That's probably true. All right, let's just let's grab our break right now. It is uh, six fifty two. We got Officer Chad in the building. He'll talk to us next on KLI. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. All right, 654, Officer Chad in the house with us. How's your Tupperware situation at home, Chad? Uh, you know, we stack. We don't have an organizer for lids. Yeah. But we have one of the, the flatter, whiter um, containers yeah. that we have all the lids in. You just got to grab okay. one out of there. Maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I need, yep. to, I need to go redo this thing. And we don't keep ours down at knee level. Yeah. I, I'm 6'6". I'm not crawling I bet. on the floor. I know. I'm beyond the time milk. in my life when I should be down on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, but it, nonetheless, it happens. And then the other thing, uh, now while I'm whining about this, uh, my wife will always like just throw in random like Cool Whip uh, things in there and stuff too. I'm I, like, we're not doing that. I'm guilty of that, and I think it irritates my wife. But Caleb mentioned pizza pans. Yeah. I hate pizza pans. It, it just leaves a crust mushy because you don't get the heat yeah. in the bottom. Um, I can't so, stand them. No, no, no. So we've got the pizza pans that have the holes in them that don't work. We have the same one. <laughs> it works for us. It is. I I can't stand them. We, so we eat healthy and we use a uh-huh. cauliflower uh, crust pizza, oh, which is you. awesome, wow. by the way. Okay, well, it's but, not well, awesome. There's, there's Stop! It's not okay. awesome. Well, you load it up with some ground beef and some onions. Hey, and, Officer, I mean, you make your own okay, pizza well, on top. The, Officer Chad here for big cauliflower. <laughs> Jeez. But the, the the crust doesn't get crispy when you use those stupid pizza pans, yeah. honey. It does. <laughs> you buy Red Baron. <laughs> We'll try something different uh, tonight because I actually just texted the wife saying I'd make one for. By the way, what's today. going on with your face? You've got enough. 
You, you've got, you've got enough, you have enough hair on like your cheeks and your chin as you do on top of your head right now. Wow, hurtful wow, today. Like, no, 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 I'm just I, saying you, know, you look all... Caleb's got it's, really it's comfortable in. with I just, you. I just wanted to fit in. You guys are all full Grizzly <laughs> Adams. Which, by the way, I was called Grizzly Adams this morning when I walked in with no jacket on. The grizzly Adams did have a <laughs> yes, beard. What, I, well, I, I'm working on it. It's, it's rather Caleb's brave. gotten very comfortable with an officer of the law in the building. New year, new me. Say, I, hey, I get pulled over on what the... You uh, want. Oh, God. We'll, we'll fight when the, we're off the air. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, by the way, Caleb got pulled over. Oh, got pulled over, over here in Lincoln. Yeah, on the uh, the new South Beltway. <laughs> oh, how, he, how'd it go for you? I'm just curious. It was good. He was very polite. And did you receive an official or a warning? I've got the paperwork in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's official. It's official. Uh, oh, it's, uh, is it okay to ask how far over the limit you were? He was. I was zero over the limit. I hit one of those fun U-turns <laughs> <laughs> that definitely okay. have the sign saying no U-turn. Oh, oh, I'm probably a warning. <laughs> No, no. Oh, wow! Look wow. at you. you got it stuck to you. Yeah, wow. I, and I, even had his family. You see the hatred in his eyes. He even now? had his. He even had his family <laughs> in the My car, family. and they were they really? were going to like celebrate the holiday. He was trying to just get to Beatrice, and he got on that South Beltway thing where you got to go for seven miles before you get turned around, and they needed to get to their family in Beatrice. So I'm going to need you Still. to work on that for me. I I have zero in that area whatsoever. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, you go ahead, throw my name all around, all you want. It's not going to get you very far. <laughs> uh, yeah, that story is incredible. That story is something. I'm going to have to look you up as soon as we're off the air. Now this is—he's got a record oh, now. Yeah. This is scary. We really have to keep—we have to keep our noses clean around you now. Well, if the worst thing you do is an illegal U-turn throughout your entire life, you're doing all right. Okay, good. Okay, so, yeah, yeah good. I, I think you're doing pretty well. Uh, what are we working on this week? Oh, you want to hear Crime Stoppers? Yeah, uh, yeah, I do. yeah. All right. Uh, how about pink sunglasses and a blonde wig? I picked this one just because I love the disguise. A uh, citizen reported their credit card was used fraudulently, fraudulently in various places throughout Lincoln. Uh, this woman with the best disguise ever is a suspect. She was kind of developed through some video surveillance. So if you know who that is, we'd like to find out. Uh, the next one is back to back. And this one's kind of similar, uh, only their card was reported stolen from shoemakers, and credit card was used subsequently at a couple Walgreens here in town. We got video surveillance, and if you look at, I think it's the third image, mm -hmm. there's a pretty visible tattoo on this woman's left shoulder that should be pretty mm. easy to identify. All right. All right, take a look at that. Um, and I would, uh, something that you say a lot, but because we ha we also had personal, it was a very, uh, it was a very crimey Christmas break for us. Uh, Caleb and I um, uh, left a car outside. Oh, one no. of my family members at our house without the doors locked. Oh, no. Oh, somebody went through yep. it. Yep, that's uh, a bad feeling. Man, and, that's a bad feeling. And were you victimized by a credit card or It was it was uh there was uh, the person whose car it was which was not me and I will not name this okay. person. Um <laughs> left some loose cash in there for oh, some reason. Oh, no. Um, but mainly that they were just interested in throwing things all over the neighborhood, which was, was showed, up on the, showed up on the next door app for a lot of people. <laughs> My <laughs> wife had someone get into her car a few weeks ago. Yeah. Believe it or not, I saw that. Her car's not door. worth breaking into. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I, I hear you. It doesn't matter what the car is. People will break in if it's open. Yeah. There's nothing in You there. can't... Uh, nothing? Okay. You can only improve no. the situation inside of it by breaking in. I'm I'm a little scared to ask, but I, I want to know. <laughs> we'll tell you. We'll tell you. All right. Thank All right. you, Chad. I appreciate it. There you go. Check out LincolnCrimestoppers.com to help out. At 7 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I'm Saver Traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400. To tell us what's chapping your hide. Well, it's only three days and change into the new year, but I always think it's a good idea to go into something new with a completely clean slate. And so that's what we're giving you the opportunity for uh, the opportunity to get it off your chest, cleanse the palate, tell us what chaps your hide so you can be a more uh, effective, pleasant kind, productive member of our community going forward in 2023. Phone lines are open for you on the Rick Stein Recognition Talk and Text Line at 402-479-1400. Facebook.com slash LNK today. We've got a thread going there. If you would rather comment there as well. Uh, let's go to the phones first. And today, starting us off for the first time in 2023, that Paul, that Paul, the floor is yours. Trite expression. Tried expressions that are now relatively incoherent. Jack, does Caleb have any idea what is meant by dropping a dime? <laughs> of course not. I'd be surprised if you know, considering it was a quarter when you used a payphone. <laughs> you have to be my age to know that it was once a dime to make a phone call. And ask Mark how upset he was when it doubled from a nickel to a dime. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. no, Caleb, that is not where we get the expression nickel and dime from. Oh, and and playing football in a phone booth. You can stop using that expression because unless kids accidentally switch on Turner Classic Movies, <laughs> they've never even seen a phone booth. <laughs> and while we're on a roll, why do we still call it the glove box? <laughs> it has been over a century since anyone has put their gloves in the glove box. 
That's where I keep Tell my gloves. What it is? <laughs> Card just tore. <laughs> That's true. I gotta go. That's true. All right, thank you, Paul. I bet you actually put your gloves in the, in the. I put them with my coat. Doesn't everybody put their gloves with a coat now? Well, I've got different gloves that I'll have in the car because the the ones that oh, I you have, have like specialized driving gloves. No, not driving gloves. Like emergency gloves is basically what they are. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, do you not do you, do you not pack an emergency kit in your vehicle, Jack? I mean, I don't have gloves. I got a thing you can bust the windows out if you need to. Good. I think we have a first aid kit in is there. It, is it in the very very back of your vehicle? Uh, what your your the thing you can bust your. I think there's a little thing in it's in my glove in my glove compartment. <laughs> <laughs> so you got the window breaker in your glove box. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, the window breaker box. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got. I think I got, I got a bunch of. I got like uh, some ibuprofen. That's a good. That's a good uh, topic. What is exactly in your? I call it glove compartment. But what is in your glove compartment? I think I got an empty bottle of ibuprofen, and I think I have some like expired antacids in there as well. We do have a lint roller in there. A lint roller. That's good. Anyone traveling with trash? Dogs? Little trash bags. Mm-hmm. That's good. You got the uh, operator's manual. Manual, insurance, registration, that kind of stuff. I used uh, to keep maps in there. Whoa. <laughs> used to. Tell us more about the past. Um, hey, I did know what drop a dime meant. Did you? I did know I, that. I didn't. Me, me mostly, using the payphone? Well, because I, I mostly use it for, say, like basketball games. Yeah, but what's the relation but, between but, using a payphone and making a good pass in basketball? It's an assist. If you if you drop a dime, that's you're helping somebody out. But I thought at the, at the drop a dime. What does drop a dime mean? Payphone. Okay. Yeah. What does that have to do with helping someone? Unless you're out? looking for narcotics. Well, you can do that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's something else. No, I always took drop a dime as as helping someone out by giving them a dime, dime so they can for make the, the call the, for the payphone. Oh, okay. Uh, huh. I, I I'm guilty as charged by that, Paul. I didn't know. I didn't know the origination of that. All right. Uh, I, I don't know if she's going to be able to muster up any hide-chapping what with the new street openings in the news, but here's Debbie. Good morning, Debbie. How are you doing today? Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Now, I know you addressed this yesterday when you had the um, music from the Crypt Top 5 Countdown, because that's, <laughs> that's when you talked about... Yankee Hill Road opening, yes. and yes, I'm very happy about Good. that. However, guess what? They went, in two years, they went from a two-lane road to a two-lane road with three roundabouts. <laughs> I mean, that's all that got done. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not even four-lane after two years. Plus, there was one new addition, though, Jack, that you yeah. probably didn't check out. No, yeah, what is they, it? Okay, you need to drive over there because okay. on the north side, there's probably a 40-foot Thelma and Louise cliff that somebody is going to probably slide off in the winter in the ice. Oh, God, Thelma and Louise no. cliff. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You need right. to drive over there and check it out. All right, I'm going to be careful, though. I'm going to keep yes, my speeds do. down if you describe it that way. Jeez. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. So that's it. But otherwise, I'm not going to touch the topic again. Okay. I just had to tell you that was closing you know, was the book. Quite disappointed when it was only all right. two lengths. Hey, all right. All right. All right. Thank you. Twenty minutes till the Crypt Keeper music. So we'll see you in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> that's good. I had to think about what she was saying there for a second. <laughs> I knew right away. <laughs>
I see those messages. Some people hate it. I don't know. We can just get rid of it. I feel like I got to have something in the background on that to, to keep it moving along. I really do. If you have a better, I'm not changing it. You're not changing <laughs> not it? Here changing I am it. trying to have people suggest something different that goes in the background, but Caleb's refusing to change it. I'm not so. changing it. Okay. <laughs> nope. It's Caleb's fault. Send your emails to Caleb at KLIN.com. That's me. All right. Uh, I'm going to use my new PD powers and say I'm not changing that. <laughs> Scott, not Molly, uh, joining us. Uh, Scott, what's chapping your hide? Good morning. Morning. Well, it wouldn't be a kickoff to the year correctly if you guys weren't on the list. Uh-oh. <laughs> that didn't take long. All of us? <laughs> a day and a half. Yeah, pretty much because it's the entire morning, pro- morning okay. show. All right. All right. What? Uh, lay it on us. I finally not belong. having you guys on the air for a week. I don't like listening to anybody doing the old flashbacks, you know, the best people we've talked to over the week, the year, whatever. Yeah. I don't do that with anybody, and that's fine. I get why radios do that. Yeah. But I've never realized how badly that screws up my morning routine. <laughs> when you don't have I what you expect. I go in the bathroom to do my morning stuff, and my timer is you guys. <laughs> because when you switch segments, I know, okay, I got about five minutes, I got to get out of the house, whatever. Well, during work, I get a list to you. It's like, oh my god, if you guys aren't on the day, it's so long. Well, we uh, we I appreciate that number one, and we don't have we got a full probably about a year of of going uh, according to our schedule again. So you're good uh, for a long time for the next so fifty weeks. You won't you won't be yeah, and then maybe you just schedule your time off along with us in the future, and and then you won't we won't have an issue. We could just <laughs> let you know. How's that sound? Well, thanks to the weather, I did have a six-day vacation. So there, you <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate <laughs> it. Have a good one. Look at that. Look at that. I thought we were going to get ripped, and it was kind of a love letter if you think about it. Scott can't handle his mornings without us. We, we are the timing. And on the uh, on the Facebook page, they actually talk about the best of week as well. Oh, God. Uh, let's see. We're rich. Oh, yeah, here it is. Last week, the best of shows where I kept picking up my phone to text something in only to pause. I realized nobody was at the other end to make my grit to receive my great wit and humor. Uh, he wasn't the only rich wasn't the only one. We had texts and Facebook comments every single day last week of people still participating. That, that, that was That's fun. fine. We for, saw him. For me, that was fun to go and, and read through all of those people still participating that maybe uh, didn't get to participate the first time around. Yes. Uh, Stacy said the cold outside and this endless cold inside my head and cold season still, uh, still bad. But again, like I said, and I know I'm not supposed to be too overly positive during what chapter I had Wednesday, but guys, they're, I don't know the, 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 the winter stretch, the, another painful Arctic blast or huge snowstorm. I mean, at some at some point, something will come this winter, but we're going to get through two thirds of January. It looks like before that happens. So, mm-hmm. and that's not nothing. That's not nothing. All right, sorry about that. Sorry about that positivity. Uh, Patsy says uh, the chuck holes that are popping up that won't really get taken care of. That uh, that truck doesn't count. Okay, are chuck holes same thing as potholes? Yes. I have never heard a. Described as a chuck hole before. Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the old school. (laughs) Where's the origin of that one? Uh, It it actually goes back to um, woodchucks. They dig a hole, and that a lot of it seemed to be like a woodchuck hole. So it was called a chuck hole. I had to read her post like three times. The chuck holes that are popping up that won't really get taken care of. That truck doesn't count. 
You thought it was like a replacement for a bad word. Yeah. You chuckles. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> it definitely sounds like it. Uh, oh, even Chris Lofgren gave me the thumbs up. Uh, he said chuckles. chuckles. We are lear- man, we are learning so much about old expre- hey, oldie time expressions today. I never hear any of that in the uh, time saver traffic. Yeah, that's true. We got a few chuckles to avoid on 84th well, watch Street out today. For the chuckles are on there. North 84th. Do watch out for chuckles. <laughs> Let him like really lean into it when you say it. Too. I want to now. I want to know what some more old timey expressions mean. This is fun. Uh, that's I it. Got to think about ones that I can use. <laughs> I was like, watch out, watch yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, that's it for the Facebook page. I threw I, some on the prep page. I posted for you. it too late. I posted it too late last night, so... There's several on there for you. Uh, on the... Okay, hold on. I gotta log in. I was not logged into our text. Sorry. Gee, why don't Come you just on. log... Here's what chaps my hide. What? Oh, jeez. That you don't just log into this immediately and I open sometimes it in one, do. Of your, I, one of your several tabs you have open at all times. I sometimes do. All right, let's go to the text line, <laughs> uh, the Rickstein Recognition text line. The Jeremy says, my daughter's hide is chap by having four, ooh, four wisdom teeth removed on Tuesday and a colonoscopy Wednesday, so it all gets done before UNL starts again. Ugh. Yikes. Uh, I had to have my wisdom teeth out when I was in high school. Um, it was my first ever experience with nitrous oxide mm-hmm. with laughing gas. It doesn't and, work very well. Uh, mine did. <laughs> really? I, I was. I was. Well, I. I don't. I. My body hadn't built up any sort of tolerance to any sort of narcotic or intoxicant at all. Uh, not that I've got a huge. <laughs> as opposed not, to now. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't quite as. Uh, and, let you know. Listen, that sounded. That did not sound like I intended it to. You claim to not know what drop a dime. Means. Yeah, that, that's what. That's yeah. What no, I have. Did, I have yeah. not, but I just remember. I remember. I was. They had TVs up on the wall and or up on the ceiling. You could watch and. I was watching, like, when Nickelodeon showed old shows, they had Flipper on. I was watching Flipper the Dolphin, and I could feel, it felt like my body was getting peeled up off of that bed, and I was like, huh, you know, they tell me not to use drugs, but this sure feels good. (laughs) I still have my wisdom teeth. Uh, Do you? Yeah. We got three, three or four. That sucked. That's why I'm smarter than you. OG Steven says, chapped, getting down the road and realizing Burger King gave me bacon, egg, and cheese croissant instead of sausage, egg, and cheese croissant that I ordered. I can, I can, I, I feel you on that one, Steven. I feel you. I hope you feel seen because I have, would feel the same way. And I'll say this. Do you want to hear a controversial shock jock take? I will take breakfast sausage over bacon in any choice I'm so ever I, given. I will, too. In every, any choice I've ever given. Sandwiches, a side with pancakes. The only omelet, time I, whatever you name it, I am I, always I, going with breakfast sausage over bacon. I'll tell you what I, I, I want. What, what I want bacon on that. a BLT. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'm not going to throw the, that, the sausage patty on top of my burger. But have you tried it? But have you tried it? Okay. I mean, they make burgers with like pulled pork on top. Is it really that different? Yes. Uh, <laughs> by the way, and uh, at least you got bacon. You know what would be worse to get ham? What is the deal? Stop trying to make ham. A breakfast food that goes. Does Burger King even sell any ham croissant witches? Yes. No. What to you? Yep. What is wrong with ham, you? Ham and ham and cheese. You get that over sausage? Oh yeah. What? No, if I'm there, I'm getting sausage. It's baffling. Uh, I'll take sausage over. Bacon. The Jeremy says Jack probably has a heated steering wheel. Okay, number one, I don't. Number two, my wife's car does, and I think it's a placebo. I don't think that thing even heats up. I don't. Oh, mine does. I have to turn it off. I don't even yeah. think it's that. My one. hands are on fire. My, my I've, 
Yeah, I got to turn mine off after about. Uh, hers doesn't blocks. warm up, but she's got the stupid seat warmers. Which again, again, my my posterior is the one part on my body that never is the least. That's the last one that's going to get cold when I'm in a car. This is my reasoning on this. Does it my not face, the whole back of it? My too? hands. I mean, it's mainly your. It's mainly. Caleb, the butt area that it's... I get it. You don't like lower back sweat. Whatever. That's just... Of my body, if you rank the parts of your body that get cold when you get in a car, that's dead last every time. Do you need like a Is your butt in the back of your thighs. What? Do you need it to be like a heated vest? Maybe. I mean... Or like something that just goes on your legs? I want my hands warmed. I want my face warmed. I want my feet warmed. Right? Um, my shoulders warmed. I want all of those things warmed. Yet, yet the they're giving me the one that is just like oh, that. Just feels ugh. Nobody has ever gets in a car. Well, I shouldn't say nobody because a lot of you like them. But like, That's oh nice. man, my rear end is so cold. Maxi Fry says, "What chap decided his first day going back to work this year?" Sorry, but we still have to be productive citizens. Mm-hmm. OG Stevens. Um, <laughs> the lowering of police standards, including the lack of shaving <laughs> requirements. Wow. Uh, Midtown Dave, Chaps uh, Husker basketball not packing the seats around the court at Pinnacle Bank Arena. It's more like a social gathering setup rather than intimidating. Get ready for us to be in your face encounter. Did it, does it look like that at games? Not he said not packing the the seats around the court. At well, there are just some places that seem like the the court is more or like the fans are more on top of the court. Okay, I see what you mean. The, the other ones are waiting in line for a beverage. Yeah, well, yeah, the, that sounded I bad. think the people, I think yeah, yeah, I heard that was bad. The people in the folding chairs around the, you know, the the very premium seats mm-hmm. like they, I think they have some kind of secret lounge that they get to go into too and yeah. get free food cuz you'll see them come out with Here's here's the thing. I walk by that secret lounge. Do you? Because it's by I the media that. area. W- Just fancy people. I see Brennan Stye in there sometimes. <laughs> I walked by and I was like, "What's up?" Do Brennan? they have like prime rib in there? What's going on in there exactly? Yeah, they got night, and they just have like they can all walk I, up and get drinks. Th- right now, I think they t- take cocktails out of there. Yeah, that they get made. Uh, and the mosh pit, Chad. Uh, <laughs> Chad's when I had calculus teachers teaching their fake math that I've never used my entire life. Calculus teachers are living a lie. <laughs> Someone has to stop them. Is there a petition to get rid of calculus in school? Because I would both no. sign and co-sign. Except that. for like engineers and doctors, or you know, I don't know, pilots. Yeah, I took. Cal- I was really smart at calculus at one point. It I'm going to go off on a tangent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, he missed the sign and cosine, so I had to lay it on a little oh, bigger. Oh, okay, I get it. Sorry, I was waiting for, for you to come back. With sign, cosine, and then we all bought those expensive graphing calculators and never used them again. Remember that the uh, Texas Instruments the TI eighty one and the TI eighty five. Those ones that cost several hundred dollars. Well, they were at least a hundred dollars. So. It's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm busting that thing out when I've got to try and figure out how many cups are in a quart or something uh, for a recipe. Maybe they'd uh, give you the uh, solution to opening up the show sheet earlier. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and the text line. All right, it's 727. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get going. Count them down starting today with number five. Oh, we'll talk a little bit about government right away. But first, a quick reminder, uh, Senator Ben Sass can be your guest here in, what, about 25 minutes? 810, yes. So uh, he gave his farewell speech on the floor of the Senate yesterday. The unicameral, 108th in the legislative session of the Nebraska unicameral, gets underway today. And tomorrow, Governor-elect uh, Jim Pillen and Lieutenant Governor Joe Kelly 
will be sworn in at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. How quick does, uh, you know, speaking to, to Sass, who's departing his seat, coming up at 810, uh, how quickly does uh, Pete Ricketts get named the new, the new uh, U.S. Senator? Well, Sass's resignation is effective the 8th. My guess is Okay, that they, so he's got four more days. So right. my guess is that he'll make the announcement immediately so that there can be a little bit of crossover. Okay. Uh, I mean, you got to get staff up and running. There's a lot of, a lot of stuff going to happen yeah. in Washington, maybe. Uh, is that going to be one of the first things he, he, I would, he does after he's inaugurated? I would think uh, not having uh, a sitting senator is not good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When you you've got votes coming up and things are beginning uh, with the new U.S. Senate, especially with the uh, contentious issues that'll be before them. Yeah, a hundred percent. And and you know, Sass had his that line that you keep playing is kind of a funny one. Yeah. Um, and and I'll talk to him about it. But yeah, it is. This is this weird thing where you know Sass won elections convincingly in the state and he said as much i mean one convincingly in in two different elections um in the primary in the general as well but before in betwixt all of them it wasn't just after the second one in betwixt all of them you had you had some heavy critique leveled against him not only from people outside of his party but people within his party yeah and it all had to Yet do with the his, voters his trump situation mostly yeah mostly. yeah right mostly but nebraskans kept electing him significantly you know even in the primary um even in the primary now i don't know i don't know how different does it go if trump doesn't endorse him the second time around which he later said he regretted i don't know I mean, I still think his campaign probably just had a had a leg up in a lot of ways well, uh, during that election. Does. And the incumbent always does. And yeah. I mean, Nebraska is a conservative state, yeah. uh, and there wasn't a, a good uh, competitive race. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll talk to him about those things and uh, and more as well. And then, uh, as you said, and we're going to get to a, one of the issues specifically here in a little bit. And legislature gets going. Number one on the you know is are they going to be able to agree on rules here at the beginning? Are yep. they going to be able to agree on uh, secret ballots or not for leadership? Well, they won't agree on it. But what's going to happen with it yep. exactly? There was a, a session a few years ago where they argued about rules at the beginning of the session for a long time before they really got anything done. Um, is how much is that going to be an issue here going into this one? What kind of a tone is that going to set? Well, then, you're going to have a new speaker too. New speaker, then bill introductions are going to get going, um, and you the next few days are going to be replete with news uh, with all of these interesting bills on every subject imaginable that will come up for discussion. And a big a big part of what the legislature you know we'll, we'll talk we're going to talk about prisons here, obviously abortion. Um, taxes. Constitutional ta- carry is going to come back Constitutional up. carry will come back up. But another big thing they've got to do is is figure out what they do with the big surplus of state dollars. Things, uh, it's a, I guess it's a good problem to have, but the bank accounts are fuller than they expected them to be for a lot of reasons here at this point. And I, and and I think there will be a, a huge effort to uh, do something on property taxes and uh, education funding. Yes, um, you, you the formula. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that earlier. And on the Lincoln Business Beat, uh, podcast that was just before Christmas, uh, be the 23rd, uh, we had a discussion, Bud Sinorris and I had, had a discussion with Governor-elect Pillen, and I asked him about uh, how he was going to approach that. And it looks like uh, he's going to push for a, the state aid to be per student. 
Interesting. So that would be a completely uh, different uh, formula there. So right. we'll see. How, and he's got quite a task force that's already working on it. All right, let's move on. Number four. But uh, the question might also be, could the uh, Nebraskans be on the hook for building not only a up to $270 million replacement for the Nebraska State Penitentiary, but maybe that or more money to refurbish the current one? Uh, there, there's some issues there at the penitentiary that needs some. So, or do we need two new prisons? Would that? So, you're saying, if I understand, and 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 I took a look at this examiner article, but essentially is was the the thought that it it seemed like an either or. It was kind of always compared as an either or type thing, right? You, a new prison would cost less than renovating the current one. But what I'm understanding is, it's at least on the table that both of those things that's my understanding may, now. may need to happen. came out of a hearing last fall that um, this could, I mean, we've got overcrowding. Well, one new prison probably isn't going to solve that in its entirety. So is there any salvage of the uh, current penitentiary with some refurbishing? Yeah. Um, and, and just the, I think they're looking at the trending and they're saying just in terms of the beds that they're going to need, it might be both of these. And so that is going to be, man, uh, it'll be it'll be a huge issue this legislative session. It's going to tie up a, a lot of you know, like you said, two hundred seventy million dollars, and then the questions of where does it go? How do you get it staffed? What kind of reform is needed or possible in terms of the criminal justice system? Are there are there ways that you know that we we can generally agree with saying okay, some of these people should not be incarcerated as long or at all when they are or is that not the case and this is just the reality here at this point so we will uh we will see but this has been a huge i mean the prison overcrowding has been a huge problem and it may need a multi-pronged solution to get out of it here at this point Number three. NFL and fans still rallying in support of Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin. He remains in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital after going into cardiac arrest on the field and then having to have a uh, AED used on the field. And then his heart had to be restarted once in the hospital Yeah, as we learned well. that last night. Uh, just between uh, news and coming back in here, uh, Clay Travis was on Fox & Friends. And, of course, he's uh, head of OutKick and follows us. And he says... Uh, he, his sources are telling him this morning that his he is improving. That follows what his uncle reported last evening, and the donations to his toy drive that was hoping initially for twenty five hundred dollars is now somewhere over six million dollars. With over two hundred two thousand individuals uh, donating. Okay, um, yeah, and and I said this earlier, but you know, without. Not being a not being a doctor and and not knowing exactly what happened, but I do think there is a distinct possibility that this is going to be a bit of a you know a, an extended period of of this. It could take you know more days until they decide to to bring him out of the, the sedation or medically induced coma or whatever that you want to call it exactly to bring him out of that. Um, that there are reasons why that why they wait to do that here at this point, and so. This may be kind of up in the air for a while. It could, it uh, could be, but you also, you also have to take into consideration that as a, a professional football player, generally he was in very good physical condition. And if this was this anomaly that the interruption of the heartbeat, right. uh, you know, he he may be able to recover quicker than someone Hopefully. else in a, in a similar situation. So yep. 
let's hope for the best on that. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. And I don't know how you know these uh, how these players who are obviously you know so shaken by this this whole thing um, are they going to be asked to go back to work this weekend when it's still up in the air? I mean, we got a game scheduled on Sunday here at this point. Do the Buffalo Bills? This isn't even talking about dealing with that previous game, and so. Uh, they're going to have to make decisions about that yeah. here in the next, really, the next 24 hours. This is the week will start to, to I don't know, there's not a Thursday night game this week, no. is there? But, but, but what what have workouts looked like for guys? Has yeah. that, have people returned to anything? Right. What, 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 what's all that? And then and, what are the conversations those players have had with each other? And I don't bring that up to act like the, the scheduling of the game is particularly important, but in just sort of, the, I mean, the... The, the the reaction of the team, I think, is kind of captivated, captivated and saddened all of us. And those images are still floating around my mind all of the time. And they're in that position now where you you they're going to have to... I don't know if this is going to be something where everybody's going to be on the same page or not about what to do. Well, it's, it's um, certainly it something get awkward at some point. Certainly something that teams have had to deal with in the past. Uh, you know, the sudden passing or the in, uh, severe injury of a, mm-hmm. a team member. And oftentimes teams uh, coalesce around the thought that we need to continue to honor uh, that individual's contribution to the team and do our best to to keep the effort going. There's still a part of me that would be a little surprised if they play Sunday, but we'll see. Uh, Some of it might depend on... What kind of news you get from the hospital? One hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. If yes, if we you keep getting good news, um, that'll obviously make it less. Of well, a, and, and one of them that was being compared on uh, on Monday night in the aftermath was what happened in the Euros with one of the European soccer teams. Mm-hmm. Christian Eriksen had cardiac arrest on the field, and they they ended up still playing out that game, but they had immediate knowledge that he was okay. Yeah. Like it's different in, in what the what that end outcome was on what was happening in that moment versus when they get to the hospital. Obviously, there's still a long way to go right now for Hamlin, but I think that knowledge of hey, things are getting better or it's definitely a lot better that that can have an impact on how players feel going into the weekend. All right, uh, but again, I think everybody is just really sort of impatient to hear good news. On Absolutely, this, uh, is is kind of where it is. Number two. Some of the best offenses in the nation turned in their poorest results when facing Nebraska's defense this season, uh, namely Creighton, Purdue, Iowa. Michigan State didn't have that trouble. Oh, 74-56 over the Huskers. So I, what, I think what we've learned about this team is when they can't get kind of that shutdown defense going that is stifling opponents, it is, it's going to be hard to beat really good teams because it changes the rhythm of the game. Uh, the offense just doesn't have enough firepower to, to outscore a team like Michigan State at that point when they're making shots, and that's where Nebraska is going to have to hang their hat. And we really knew that, but I mean, it became it became even more clear last night. And Nebraska looked out of sorts in the first half on the defensive end. They just it it didn't you know without delving into the X's and O's, you get the sense you've got the sense watching this team all year where they were just out hustling and out efforting everyone that they played on defense and rebounds. Yeah. And you j- it just didn't look like that. I'm not saying they weren't, you know, they weren't putting their heart into it or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Well, for it just Hoiberg visually even, didn't look like it the same way that it has the rest of the year. Hoiberg even said after the game, the team looked and felt like they were a step slow. 100%. And, yeah. and that, that's what it was. It's not to say that maybe the effort 100% wasn't there, just guys looked 
sluggish. I mean, against Iowa and, and some of those other games that you mentioned, man, they were ripping down rebounds. I mean, Juwan Gary was just out jumping people in Greasel, just ripping down rebounds that I didn't think they were going to get all night long, and it was just the opposite last night. Yeah, Michigan it, State was getting all of the close rebounds last night, and then it didn't it didn't help. And Nebraska couldn't make a free throw. Then it felt like Michigan State couldn't miss shots for yeah. big stretches of that they game. They had some as well. wild shots over the course. I, I will say this: the second half. I was a little. I think they looked a lot closer to what they what right. they've looked like at their best. The hole was too big, though. Yeah, but the hole was too big, and they still had issues offensively finding points. Yeah, th- and, this isn't a team that's going to like go out and outscore anybody. It's going to have to be on the defensive end, and they're going to have to just get a lead yep. early yep. through transition. But, they didn't have the transition game, and they didn't have a lead early, and they weren't locked down defense, and all of that creates a recipe that by halftime you're doubled up. Yep. You can't give up second chance points like they did last night. Fourteen I mean, gotta, offensive rebounds. You got to re- this team is going to have to re- rebound and defend at a ridiculous high effort level, um, and that's the formula to beating good teams. We've seen them do it; they definitely can do it. But I think it's a hard, I think it's hard to keep up night to night. Yeah, and, and that's always kind of what I've been a little. You know, you watch the games and they're almost exhausting to watch just because these guys, the Bandamels of the worlds, and and Greasel and Gary, it's like they are. I don't know what it is. It feels like they're playing at 150% effort the entire time. And even during the course of the game, you're like, man, I hope they can keep this up. Yeah. This felt like over the season, maybe it was a little hard to keep up. That, that, that's a very good point because of the way this team has to play on defense to be in games. You're you're wondering how, how much gas is going to be in the tank once you get to the halfway point of the conference yep. season and then get to that final stretch. Yeah. It, it, it's hard to they look They don't have at, a long bench either. No, they don't. There are a lot of times that they're effectively playing 670 mm-hmm. is where they're at. And then every now and then they'll get some guys in. Right now, Kata's not playing. Right. So there are some bigs minutes that aren't getting eaten up. You don't really see Oleg a whole lot. Yeah. Like you're, you're effectively playing 6-7 deep and guys having to be 150% at all times when they're on the floor. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to have success. Yep, uh, schedule gets the uh, schedule improves now. It's been a rough, but just a rough, really tough schedule. Nebraska got the most difficult schedule in the Big Ten uh-huh. um, to this point. Uh, they go, they go to Minnesota, um, which is frankly a game they probably should win yeah. on the road uh, if they want to if they have any postseason aspirations. And then you got Illinois back at home. Yep, uh, you get back into PBA. Uh, and and have have that get a little crowd energy back. help so help help it a, with those legs. Then you go back to Purdue, who is going to be out of the number one spot because they lost to Rutgers. Yeah, and it's going to be. We'll see if the refs are on their side this time, though. <laughs> number one mega ball numbers last night: twenty five, twenty nine, thirty three, forty one, forty four. Mega ball eighteen. That made the 23rd straight drawing with no grand prize Here winner. Here we go again. Sixth largest jackpot will be held uh, Friday night. $940 million cash payout, about four eighty-three and a half. It's almost to the point where I'll play. It's got to hit one bill. So you're, if it goes no on Friday, you're in for the next one. You're I'm, in for the next Tuesday. I'm, that. I'm in next week if it doesn't hit Friday. Ah, didn't we just do this with, uh, with Powerball? Power. Yep. Man. Uh, what did that get up to? I can't remember. It was like 1.8, 1. 1.9. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, we got a ways to go with that. Hey, All if right. it gets over a billion and I win it, I'm buying a bowl game next year. <laughs> the Caleb Henry Bowl. <laughs> the Jack Mitchell Memorial Bowl. <laughs> Why do we always say Memorial? I don't. All right, 755. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. I drop a dime on it. You get it. <laughs> K-L-I-N. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. 
Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey guys, I want to give you a heads up here. We got another uh, day lift on, day left on uh, warm winter wish. Uh, Kaline and Bryant eight here air conditioning, heating, electrical, and plumbing. We're going to grant warm winter wishes by providing members of our community in need with a brand new furnace. It's the twelfth year that we've teamed up with Brian to do this, and we understand that there, for various reasons, there are families out there who don't have the resources to fix or replace their heating system. And even after this year, it's even granting a warm winter wish is even more important to us and Brian. So, if you know somebody in need in the Lincoln area, please nominate them today at klin.com by clicking the warm winter wish image. If you're in need, you can nominate yourself to see the full list of info and rules and to see the stories from past year's recipients, visit bryantlincoln.com slash warm. All right, coming up during the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Senator Ben Sass, off giving his farewell speech on the Senate floor in Washington, D.C. yesterday, is going to join us for the final time as a senator. And uh, a little bit later, someone who's very much not a senator and will never be one, Mr. John Bishop. That's all coming up. It's 8 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome back. Glad to have you with us. 29 degrees in the capital city. Uh, we got John Bishop coming up in about 25 minutes to talk some uh, Husker sports and beyond, some Lincoln issues as well. Uh, U.S. Senator Vince Sass. His last day, by the way, is January 8th, so technically he's still a U.S. Senator at the beginning of this session uh, until January 8th, and that will be when he steps down, so he's still U.S. Senator Ben Sass uh, before he takes over the job at Florida. Um, and then Jim Pillen obviously will select Sass's replacement. Uh, I think we would all be shocked if it wasn't Pete Ricketts taking that spot at this point. Um, and, and perhaps we hear something from Jim Pillen uh, getting inaugurated today uh, it, uh, very soon on that. So uh, he becomes clear about what sort of the plan for transition is. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get news on that sooner rather than later. Uh, Sass had a chance yesterday to give a farewell speech and we'll talk about what some of what he had to say. Um, uh, 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 there was, you know, there was the part, part that Mark kept playing in the news where he talked about winning elections and uh, every county in the state significantly winning elections and then being the most censured politician in, in the state of Nebraska. Uh, talked a lo- lot about kind of the problems in American politics that exist right now, in his view at least, uh, when it comes to uh, elected officials doing political grandstanding, going on, you know, kind of going to I'm, I'm paraphrasing a bit but going to echo chamber media sources um instead of governing um talked talked about a whole a whole lot of that stuff just kind of about uh political zealots uh, and and uh, he's he's kind of been banging that drum a lot during uh, especially the last portion of his tenure here and and I do kind of wonder you know and I wonder about his decision to leave too right like 
I I get that Florida is and and and, and I don't think any of us would have been super surprised if he had ended up eventually in academia because he had a background in that. Um, but to cut your U.S. Senate term short to go do that. I, I, it feels like, at least for me, I'll be curious what he says. It feels like it would take both a great opportunity and maybe something that you're you're ready to take a break from, as well. So uh, he's uh, just getting hooked up with us right now on the Rickstein Recognition Hotline. Um, well, Senator, no, uh, nothing like starting a new year with like a massive, massive transition for I suppose you and your family, huh? Uh, Nebraska is the best place in the world. Like 334 days a year, but. February second might be one day to be away. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably. Uh, thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, you, Thank you. I, I guess I, I, I guess first off, uh, just I, I think a lot of Nebraskans are you know you hear somebody makes a decision to step down as a senator that you might have voted for, and and you're kind of wondering, okay, what you know? I, we understand there's a uh, an opportunity that's great ahead of you. I don't I don't think anybody's you know surprised that you're interested in going into into academia but why make the decision now tell us just a a little bit of of wrestling with that decision and making that decision yeah you bet so a couple things first of all nebraskans have known since you know my family and i started living off a campaign bus in summer fall of 2013 uh so nine and a half years ago um that we absolutely were not going to make washington dc our lives and i don't i don't think this model of people coming to D.C. and viewing it as the place where they find their community um, is very healthy. The founders surely didn't want it. It's supposed to be a servant community that tries to maintain a framework for liberty, but thinks that the places where people are actually, you know, coaching Little League and, and raising a family and, and worshiping are the centers of the world. Um, so I've never planned to stay in D.C. Um, that said, I wasn't looking to go now, so there's more pull variables than push about my change. Um, I definitely worry about the future of work, the future of war, the First Amendment stuff. You know, I've talked about lots and lots of times. Um, and in my current day calling for another week, um, I get to do a lot on the future of war. My intel community life and the cyber solarium that we built, et cetera, have been really rewarding. But there's very little that we get to do about the disrupted nature of work. I sincerely believe that five and eight and ten years from now, we're never going to have people who get to work lifelong in any one, not just firm, but any one industry um, for their whole life. AI is going to radically disrupt and shorten the length of jobs we have. Hmm. Um, and people are going to have to be able to get trained again and again and again and again. And so I've, I've talked constantly, I mean, to bore the crap out of many people, uh, including like numbers event. Um, I, I don't think we have the right institution serving 15 to 35 year olds for a world where there's not going to be lifelong work. So I want lots of new institutions for coming of age and for college and for early job transition and training and for getting disrupted out of a job at 30, 35, 40. And so I've thought that what I might end up doing in 10 or 15 years was running a, you know, private equity fund of technology companies that try to disrupt and build the new hybrid institutions uh, for the future about how people go from 15 to 20 to 25 to 30 years old. But I didn't think I was going to go back to traditional higher ed at all. And what's unique about Florida and the way they pursued me is that the University of Florida is the most important institution in the fastest growing economy in the state. And there aren't enough institutions in Florida. So the University of Florida is two things to me, and I'll pull up here. But it's one university that's already really excellent at a ton of stuff. 
and Gainesville is booming. They had 680 new professors in August, and I think second most in the country is about one-third that. But the more interesting thing to me is all the new institutions we're going to build in South Florida as well. So there's an opportunity to have kind of a platform for a lot of the disruption that higher ed and job training need. And so that was an opportunity that was just too good to pass up for somebody who was never going to stay in politics forever. Yesterday in your farewell address, you talked about some of the, the I mean, the things I think that, that bother you. I would say they bother me, too, um, about politics and um, when it and as it stands now when elected officials are doing more grandstanding than governing and, um, you know, do going, you know, spending spending time going on in media bubbles and, and just over overzealousness. And, and you refer to what's going on in the House right now as well. Like, I guess my question is, like, how does any of that change? I, I, I get it, and I I'm a, I agree with you on all those things. Yet the people who don't believe those things are the ones that are getting elected in landslides. It seems like so. <laughs> I, there's a part of me that says that wonders. Hey, do you see what's going on in the direction this is going? And saying, look, I'm not fixing this. This is not going the way that I want it to, and I'm getting out. How does that get better? Those things specifically you were referring to yesterday. Yeah, yeah, great, great question. I think there are like three or four different questions embedded in there, but I just want to push back on the idea that. Um, I, I don't think that your, your quote up there was something about, I don't think this is going the way I want, so I want to get out. That's not what's happening here. I remain totally optimistic about America. The way I think about it is three cheers for America, two cheers for the Senate as it was intended to be, one cheer becoming about a half a cheer uh, for how the Senate functions right now, and zero cheers for the stupidity of tribal politics. Mm. But there's a lot to be optimistic about. Like it, it, the, the stuff that's happening from the biggest weirdos, in politics, they don't actually have any audience. And so the problem is, when we went, I'm the son of a coach, as you know, when we went from three to four channels, it was great because it meant there was an extra football game we got to watch on Saturday. Center bet. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish that thought. But when we went from 1,000 to 1,500 to 2,000 channels, um, yeah, you get to watch more games, but it means that you don't watch any games in common with other people. And so what's really weird now is that the channels, the the sort of uh, politically addicted, very online Twitter people, and even the cable news screaming at night, they don't have any audience. The median nighttime Fox News viewer is a 78-year-old rural white male watching alone who's really pissed. And there aren't very many of them. But when you add up all of Fox, MSNBC, and CNN's nighttime audiences, they basically never hit 2% of the American public. But the political, the politicians, the supply side, perform for those people in narrow but deep channels. And I think there's lots of optimism on the horizon. My party, sadly, got shellacked 60 days ago at a time when we should have picked up a ton of seats. And it's because we ran performative idiots. Like, the, the reason we didn't win even though Americans wanted generic Republicans to win elections, it's because we ran weirdos. And so I actually think there's a lot of opportunity that the public is way ahead of the supply side of politics right mm. now. Interesting. Senator Ben Sass uh, joining us right now. Um, what do you what do you make of the fact that you won elections like you did in Nebraska? The first one, obviously, uh, I think, but but then the the second one in the primary, and you won. Yet, you, as you pointed out yesterday, also the most censured maybe of any Nebraska politician of all time. What is that like tension when you look back on this mean to you? I mean, I, I, I'm 
the the lutero calvinist deep in my soul isn't good at uh at talking about myself so please don't hear this as self-serving it's it's a sign that there's some healthy stuff going on i'm by far the highest vote getter in the history of nebraska i won all 93 counties both times um in a place where except for don bacon republicans don't typically win omaha i won by a lot um and I also am the most censured person in the history of the state. And I think those things are highly related, which is the really loud, angry 124 people, because that's about what we're talking about, who dominate party politics meetings and who literally two years ago were willing to go to suburban, to strip mall uh, comfort inns during the Super Bowl and pass resolutions in different counties nine to four censuring me for admitting that trying to like disrupt a meeting of the Congress and lie about a stolen election and, uh, and threaten to hang my pence was a bad idea. The people who were pissed about that, they get the most attention because they scream the loudest, but they're the least representative. The, the middle of the electorate, and I mean from people pretty dang far right to center left, all think performative politics is a bad idea. They're like, no, politics are like eating your vegetables. Give me a little bit of spinach because it's the right thing to do. But then can we be done with this in 20 or 30 minutes, two or three times a week? Because I got sports to watch and I got kids to raise. And that stuff's far more important than performative politics as infotainment. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, as a a radio host that has been trying to, (laughs) for what, 16, 17 years, that is trying not to be, you know, trying to be somebody that appeals to everybody in the city, in a 50-50 divided city, um, and and trying not to, uh, and and going on the theory that I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear about this divisive stuff constantly. It's still an uphill battle, though, for me. I mean, it really yeah. is. It, 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 I mean, that's the media landscape right now. And I am like, like uh, I'm weird. I am super weird in this industry, to be and, honest. And, so. and yeah, I mean, it, weird in a world where there are so many channels that people can go narrow and deep right. as opposed to generalists. But, I mean, not to pretend I understand exactly the weirdness of how you die a thousand deaths in every Husker basketball game, mm-hmm. but I'm as addicted to to football as you are to basketball. But let's be honest, a huge part of why regular people still like you is because even if they're pissed at your politics from the right or the left, they know you're a real guy who's broadcasting crap on the side of your garage for the neighborhood. And that's who most people actually want. And they wish there were fewer people like either Marjorie Taylor Greene or AOC dominating national political conversation. There have always been crazy people. There have always been angry people. What's new is that 20 years ago, we didn't think we had to pretend that they were the most important voices because they yelled the loudest. But now in an era of social media, they have bigger tools. And so we've decided to pretend that they're normal and representative. We need actual normal people to come back with one or one and a half cheers for politics. I hope you're right. I hope you're right about, you know, the public kind of leading on this. I, I, I really do. Um, I know you're, 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 you're a smart guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Like how, what did you learn? Like how, were the perceptions of the Senate or the job or anything that changed or of politics or anything? Like what was the biggest thing that you come out of different than you did going into the Senate? Well, um, first of all, I'm incredibly grateful to Nebraskans to give me the opportunity to have represented uh, y'all and us for eight years and a month. Um, And the work I got to do on the Senate Intelligence Committee is some of the most rewarding professional work I've ever done. The Intel Committee works incredibly well because we don't have cameras, so nobody acts like an idiot. Um, A, senators faking it that they know everything all the time is such crap. 
Um, and so being in an environment where people admit that you don't know everything and you have to learn. And Paul Nakasone, the four-star Army general that runs the NSA, or Bill Burns, the CIA director, these are good, freedom-loving, hard-working, patriotic Americans. Um, but they're running really big, complicated organizations. And so getting to help steward that and functionally be the board of it is pretty great. The CIA's mission, you know, for all the Cold War uh, was to save Americans from, you know, nuclear conflict with expansionistic totalitarian uh, Soviets. Um, but then after that, until 9-11, there wasn't really a purpose for the CIA. And so it found a purpose in countering jihadism. But 20 years later, it's obvious that we have a much, much bigger threat in the expansionistic militant CCP. And so helping change that trajectory um, has been super rewarding. And so most of my learning has been about the technology issues around the future of asymmetric warfare, cyber, etc. But I think the most... Uh, you know, significant but somewhat dispiriting um, civic learning is just the stuff we've been talking about, about the challenges yeah. of small-R Republican governance in an era where Tocquevillian localism is really what most Americans believe. They might not talk about it as nerdy as I do, but I think they believe roughly the same stuff about... <laughs> I promise they don't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed how many Tocquevillian nerds write my office. I don't know. I don't from, believe uh, it. From Shadron. A lot of guys in Shadron are really into electricity. Wow. I have no comment. Uh, I have no comment. <laughs> but what, what's problematic is we have a, we're going to live in a ubiquitous information age for a long time. And humans need to make sense of data. And when we have way, way, way too much data, which is functionally what the Internet gives all of us, we can know every individual data point or fact. But people need to construct it into a worldview. I didn't really expect that conspiracy theory nuttiness could gather quite as much support as it yeah. does so quickly. Like, yeah. you know, the, the Pizzagate stuff, um, it's pretty amazing how many people I supposedly assassinated in 1963, yeah. uh, which was, you know, a decade before I was alive. And yet we, we get this stuff like pretty constantly. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't, I didn't expect that, that this sort of need to make sense of data in a world where people feel less and less connection to their neighbors would lead quite as many uh, folks to be susceptible to online worldview making in ways that are just kind of fanciful. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine. Well, I can a little bit. Um, uh, Senator Bensis, by the way, I'm now uh, required every time I talk to you or see you from going forward, at least from the 8th on, there's two numbers I'm going to say to you every time. Uh, six, <laughs> six, 62-24. I was at the game, brother. Uh, I uh, I have a giant poster of that in my uh, office at home, and I got to figure out exactly how I display that going forward. I think I'll take it with me to my new office, but I'll keep it in a closet. Yeah, bad choice. Yeah, keep, do I not have, let I that have, leave it. Out, leave it somewhere I've, else. <laughs> I've told Scott, Scott Strickland, who's our AD at Florida. Um, there are two things that get inspired immediately, and that's if he schedules Nebraska football or volleyball. In most things in life, I could deal with a little bit of split loyalty, but football and volleyball, Nebraska right. and the Gators are never playing. I wondered how you were going to handle that. All right, well, I'll check up a little bit later and see how you're doing. Senator, thanks for the time. Thanks, Appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon, all right? Have a great day. There you go. Still a U.S. Senator. For four more days, Ben's ass. All right, take a break. Take 26. Sorry. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska Airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John B.
matchup. Well, for a uh, for a rare moment in 2023, after a night of simultaneous basketball, well, not quite simultaneous, but a morning after basketball, John Bishop comes away happy and I come away sad. It's just a real role reversal for the state of these programs, John. Uh, didn't you know? I didn't know if we'd ever feel this again, but here we are. You're happy. Oh, I'm I, did, sad. I didn't realize you had Seton Hall plus 23 last <laughs> night. I'm sorry. I don't know. I didn't even see. All I know is they were up by like 20 when I when I yeah. went, when I turned in and went upstairs and started reading. So yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it's it basketball's so weird, right? I mean, you know, you can play really well one game and really poorly the next, and it can only be a few hours apart, yeah, uh, or a few days apart. Um, and and I I don't know about you, um, but I really think when it comes to sports team sports i still believe that and and i'm being specific college basketball if we're just looking college and pro i think home court home field is more pronounced in college basketball than in any other sport mm. yeah i agree just because you know you know you feed off the energy of the crowd um, the crowd is very close, and that's the reason. I, that's one of the reasons I think basketball even more so than college football, because you know you're just you're packed in there. You know the fans are right up against it. You've got the student section harassing the other team. You know the opposing coach. Um, it just a lot of those different things, and you know it's hard. That's why. That's why you know like when they do the the net rankings and everything for the NCAA tournament. Which, by the way, Jack, that's a tournament that they play at the end of the season hey. where the best teams play for the national championship. Might get to learn more that. about that this year. You never know. You might. You might. Um, but that's why that's why they rank the road wins a little more heavily or weight the road wins heavily more heavily than the uh, than the home ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's interesting. You know, you, I do this with a Nebraska basketball schedule where I'm kind of thinking, okay, they got to, you know, probably need to go about, you know, 500 in, in conference here to have a chance at some sort of postseason play. Then in my mind, I just sort that out. Well, you win, you got to win all the home games. And if you lose them, you make it up with a road game is essentially yeah. how you sort of divide that up in your head almost because of what you were saying, because home court is, is so pronounced. And, um, you know, and, and outside of the, the Creighton game, <laughs> uh, outside of that, Nebraska hasn't looked nearly as good on the road as they have at home. Uh, this year, so we'll see if yeah. it can. Conti- we'll see. We'll see if that continues. But and I know you didn't see the game last night for Nebraska, but I'll just I'll tell you this: if they, you know, when they play that brand of defense, and that brand of defense is is working, you know, and and for whatever reason, um, really impeding, you know, high three point percentages and those sorts of things, they can beat. I mean, they op- they can beat anybody. But mm-hmm. if they don't have that, they if they don't have that, and they don't have just like the 150% effort on defense and rebound type thing that we've seen them do a couple of times. If they don't have that, it's going to be an uphill climb because they just, boy, they struggle to struggle to score points. Yeah, um, and margin for error, too. You know, I, again, you're, you're right. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I was kind of following a little bit, you know, watching some of the Twitter and the, and the live box score. And uh, the margin for error is, is so tight, especially on the road. If you get off to a slow start, which Nebraska did, then, you know, you put yourself behind the eight ball. So even when you come out in the second half and you shoot better mm-hmm. and you play better overall, you know, you've dug, you've dug yourself enough of a hole where it's just, it's really hard to get out of. And unfortunately for Nebraska, the, 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 their overall offensive firepower just isn't enough 
to climb out of holes. And that's, you know, you know, when you play a team or when you play a style like Nebraska's doing this year, and it's, you know, it's kind of similar to what Creighton did last year. They had to, they had to adjust because they didn't have the offensive firepower of some of the Pats teams. You know, you, you play a lower scoring, lower possession game, you fall behind by four, five, six possessions. And in a game that's just like, you know, really, really condensed and you're not going to have 70, 75 possessions per game. Uh, it's, it's just harder to come back. So mm-hmm. you've really got to be on it from the start or, or else you, you know, you dig yourself a hole that you can't shoot your way out of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so we'll see. Uh, but glad to see, uh, Creighton getting some wins and, and helping that Nebraska strength the schedule. Okay, you know, a bit. I, I don't, and... I don't need any of this condescension from you. Uh, listen, I, mean, I get it. I we earned have, it. We have one bad I, game. A year we have of it. One bad game. We let you win. John, we're like, we're like three weeks, three and a half weeks into this year of this. So just buckle in. You got a long ride till next December. So just be aware. Be be aware and prepare. Well, you know, yourself. I look forward to when Creighton makes the Final Four. Hearing you know you trying to crow about this, I saw what you were trying to do when Iowa was dominating Kentucky in that bowl game. You know, just trolling <laughs> every step of the way. I was at my in law, John. I got to go to my in laws' house for the first time, I believe, ever. How was I went that, there by where the way? Nebraska had Nebraska had scoreboard in football. And men's college basketball over Iowa. Uh, there was somebody did the research and actually saw it did happen for like a two week period in 2013, <laughs> from like January to February. But I'm pretty sure I didn't go to my in laws' house at that point. And then shortly before that, Nebraska wasn't in the Big Ten, so it. I mean, they might have had it, but it was like a long term thing. Did you um, do that goofy thing where Johnny came in playing music off a of boombox and entered <laughs> no, with sparklers? Might now he got as as you probably can uh, can believe he was more aggressive about the the trash no, talk than I really? I I was a little more I like to weave it in just little you know <laughs> just little points of fact um you, you know but oh, point points of fact yes oh mother-in-law this stuffing is delicious and speaking of stuffing how about that third and one where nebraska walled was, up on <laughs> it was more like things when kentucky punted for the fourth straight time and i would just say things like it's just funny because nebraska's offense had so little diff, uh, problem passing the ball against this defense and it just <laughs> it's just not happening today um boy i don't know and and you know feigning confusion and and that sort of thing so yeah it was oh, it was very funny. pleasurable it was very nice uh, i'm sure it was everything it probably everything tasted better mm-hmm. you know the usual socks and underwear you got for your christmas <laughs> right, gift was right. like wow this is the greatest socks and underwear i've it ever was, received it in was, my life. yeah it was it was it was great it was very nice to uh to have that moment um but we'll see we'll see when that happens again have you ever considered next. like doing a wager where the loser has to fly the other team's flag no, I haven't. I haven't. I don't know. Yeah, that wouldn't have been a wise well, I mean, now endeavor. that things are turning around. Yeah, I mean, now they, that the skies hey, are looking play, clear you for, know what? for Nebraska. Nebraska's regular season finale, guess where that is? In Iowa City. That's the last game of the year. So, yeah. You may need to road trip this one. There might be a lot on the line for that one. Very well could That's be. That's true. There could be. There really could. In all I mean, it, it might just be getting into the NIT, but, you know, nonetheless, there still could be. Yeah, but you would have taken that at the beginning of the year. 100%. Right? Yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Um, Matt Rule's still talking in emojis. I, From what I can tell, he's trying to join 
a the, he's trying to try out for the Paris Olympics playing darts. That's as best as I can read his latest tweet. See, I, I've, I, I'm, I'm not even going down that road. Other, I, I appreciate those of you trying to interpret it. I'm not even okay. going to try because I, I just, it's going to break my brain. Uh, but it, good, good on him for you know, I. You have to get bored, right? As you're, I shouldn't say bored, but as a coach, you're constantly, especially this time of year, you're about, you know, you've got, you got Evan Cooper, you know, feeding him all of these players. Hey, man, you got to see the film on this guy. And you got to see the film on this guy. And so you're like buried in all of this tape study and all this other stuff that you got to move your mind somewhere else. So I'm glad that he's found this other mind exercise. It's kind of like some, you know, some people play Wordle or, you know, crosswords or, or whatever, just to get your mind, you know, off things. Matt rules is creating hieroglyphics with <laughs> emoji with, with emojis. Yeah. And if that's what it keeps to keep his mind fresh and can recharge his batteries, then you just, you just keep, you know, tweeting away. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this though. Um, he is boy. He is really stuck to this plan, uh, or I guess it's a plan of of hiring young coaches that he can you know develop, and he's been linked with. I mean, you've got a wide receiver coach that I think is roughly the same age as as Nebraska's potential starting quarterback next year. Um, <laughs> you, you've got he's a few, younger. He's younger. He's younger, he's younger he's like than Casey Thompson. Younger. That's crazy. I mean, Casey Thompson was already walking in in, in his training diaper. When right. this kid was born, like so, like I, there's, I don't know, and you know, I don't portend to know how assistant coaching hires are going to work out or how they, you know, I just, I, I have a hard time getting as fired up about them, angry about them as a lot of people do. But I do. There's a little bit of me that wonders, just like, what is the, you know, when it comes to coaching skill and technique and all of those things, I, I sort of, I sort of imagine a guy who's been through the wars over all the years and knows it by heart and all of those things being the best skill and technique coaches. And so I do wonder about that a little bit, but you sort of have to weigh that against just this sort of system that he's used and he's comfortable with for assistant coaches. And and I guess we'll see how that balances out. Where do you how do you kind of look at be really really stick into that system? It, it, you know, it's it, it's a challenge. Um you know, you go back to the conversations we were probably having. I, I know we were having on our show uh, on, on in October about, you know, how important experience was and Big Ten experience was going to be for whoever the next coach was. And now when you look at it, the only Big Ten experience left on the staff is from Donovan Rayola. Uh, but the, you know, he's he's leaned into this. Rule has, uh, you know, the the not only the idea that he is a developmental a coach who wants a developmental program, but that extends beyond just the athletes to the teachers, right? I mean, you're, you you brought up another uh, coach from the high school ranks who's never coached college football. Uh, you've got um, uh, McGuire, uh, Duncan McGuire, the, the receivers coach you just mentioned, who mm-hmm. you know is only going to be 24 years old on his next birthday, but he has been in the NFL the last two years. Um, you know, you, you've actually got cumulative, cumulatively, if I can get it out, a less experienced staff than the one Scott Frost brought in five years ago in terms of overall total experience. But he wanted to go young. He wanted to go with energetic. And, and, and so, you know, he's, he's been true to his word. Now, as far as what that means, 
I, I think, I mean, the natural thing is you look at it and you go, okay, you need young, you need energy because you need it for recruiting, right? I mean, that's the first thing you, you think of. But from the teaching perspective, you know, while there may not be a lot of years of X's and O's experience on the staff, you wonder if some of the philosophy here is not so much in what you're teaching, but how you're teaching it. Because you're, you're trying to relate to young people in a very different time in a post COVID world, if you will. And, and you're doing so with people who are a lot closer in age difference to the people that you're teaching than maybe the traditional coaching staff. So maybe part of this is, and, and let's face it, sometimes we overcomplicate football. I, I think what Matt Rule might be trying to accomplish here is, is saying, listen, I mean, this is not a complicated sport. We want to be a tough team. We want to be a physical team. We want to be able to run the ball, right? Um, anyone who's got any intelligence whatsoever can, can tell you, Hey, this is what you need to do on this play. You need to do, you need to, you know, hit this, you know, shade or you need to hit this gap or you, you need to, you know, you need to look off this defender or whatever, whatever the technique you, it is, but it's being able to relate it to a new age of college athlete. And so maybe part of the strategy here uh, from Matt Rule is I, I'm going to go with a young staff, not only because they, they, they'll have the energy and they'll have the, you know, the, the passion to go out on the recruiting trail and be able to sell the product, but that also the way that we're teaching our system is more relatable versus the traditional way of, you know, you got someone who's old enough to be the player's father or grandfather trying to relate that lesson. And, and who knows? Maybe I'm just overthinking this a little bit, but you know, you're mm-hmm. trying to make a little bit of logic out of, you know, what it is he's trying to do and why it has worked for him because this is what he has done in the past and, and he's following that same blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, just real quick here. I see, uh, uh, so, some more hopefully good news on, um, on DeMar Hamlin. Um, apparently doctors and Coley Harvey is reporting this has been covered. Doctors overnight got promising readings they have been hoping to see by this morning. Uh, couldn't go into specific, but progress appears to be made. Um, yeah, it's just, man, I don't, I don't know uh, exactly. It, it's hard to really know how to talk about this, but it was like the biggest story and what everybody was thinking about yesterday, I'm sure, when you're doing sports radio. Um, and, and, and I think something that just a lot of people, myself included, just, I felt like I got more emotionally wrapped up in, you know, obviously it's very sad and all of the, those things, but I even got, so it, it sort of dominated my night, the ability, not, ability not to think about it after that whole thing. And I think a lot of people were like that for some reason. Oh, yeah. There's no question. I mean, I, as a, as an observer and as a fan, you know, you got to a point not too deep into the episode where you're like, I'm really not interested in watching a sporting event anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, you kept watching because you wanted to know what was happening and right. you wanted good news, but, but the thought of resuming a game yeah. was like, yeah, I, I'm not really. I'm not really interested in watching that. So can, so take that, amplify it times a thousand. And that's, you know, what the guys on the field were probably thinking in that moment. Um, but yeah, it is, it's good news. I saw the same report from you and, or that you just read and, mm-hmm. um, you know, hopefully this will be a 
a process where he will continue to, you know, make slow incremental gains and get back to get back to health. But, you know, it's it, it was it's it's pretty encouraging. Social media can be, you know, a toxic waste dump at times. But then when you wake up in the morning and you see that, you know, people from around the world are donating to, you know, DeMar's toy fund. And it's yeah. over. I think it's over four million dollars yeah. now yeah. when it was at like. His goal, goal was twenty five hundred. Was was twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. and yeah. that was exceeded by several individual uh, donations. And so that's really that's really heartwarming um, to see that, and to see you know the brotherhood come together as they have all across the league. Uh, it just reminds you because sometimes you know we look at these guys almost like you know chess pieces or right. you know characters in a video game. They're actual human beings with you know human emotions and. Yep. And and human failings like the rest of us. Uh, oh yeah, I didn't even mention this. You ready to fire up the coaching carousel again with Jim Harbaugh and when Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan? Oh yeah, let's, let's do get, this. Let's get back on. We thought we were done. See, that to me is a more interesting thing. You know, a lot of people are wondering. You know, okay, so is, is it Denver? Would it be Indianapolis? You know, Carolina. Um, yeah. Carolina. Uh, to me, the more interesting question is. Who does Michigan get? Man, I know you're like, at the you're at the end. Of, I mean, the cycle's done, right? It'll and, be interesting and, and, to see know, how many coaches that were in Nebraska under consideration, uh, uh, supposedly by Nebraska, show up on that list. You know, your Arandas, your Campbells, your Climans, those sorts of things. It'll be yeah, fascinating. Yeah, it, it, so I, I still think Harbaugh staying at Michigan. I think he's he's got a really good situation year. right now. This legit yeah. happens every year with him. Sure it does. And they sure sound like he's definitely leaving. Even when they've had bad seasons, this happens. Yeah, no, I think this is, you know, just a typical ploy to, you know, get a little bit of money. You want your name out there. And let's face it, it's also it it can be good in recruiting. Hey, my coach is wanted somewhere else. But as long as he's sending the message that I'm not going anywhere. Right. Um, I, I predict he is staying in Michigan. All right. We'll see. We will see. Uh, all right. Thank you, John. Appreciate your time uh, after I'm sure what was a short night. And uh, we will check back in with you next week. All right. All right. We'll see you later. Go, John Bishop. Co-host of 1620 The Zones on Sports and Light Conduct, our sister station. All right, we'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the Wednesday show. Thank you to all of us, all of us. Yeah, thank you to us for doing that show for you. I just want to pat myself on the back for just really doing a great service for the community. Look at us. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to thank. I, mean, I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or what happened there exactly. Thanks to you. Thanks to our guests. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it's Thursday. That means we've got Ticket Thursday. We have got tickets to uh, Nebraska basketball, Nebraska men's basketball versus Illinois. So we will play one of our games for those coming up at 710 tomorrow. Also, tomorrow, uh, we got Greg Sharp. He's, uh, he's vacationing. Um, he's taking some time off. And so we're going to actually have, uh, we're not going to talk football, but we're going to have Dr. Ken Dewey in for his regular spot. I mean, we tomorrow. can see what so he's got to say. We got, so we got a little bit of a, a change to the normal Thursday schedule. So heads up. I know there are a lot of people that never want to miss Dr. Ken Dewey's monthly appearances. And we'll be talking. Uh, I guarantee I'm going to be bringing up chopping off weeks of winter to him. 100% be bringing that up. And then the other thing I want to mention is uh, Friday is request. Line Friday. Hey, we're already two days away from Friday. Got another weekend coming. Uh, but you want to be ready for that. Make your request now. The song that you need to set your mood for 2023. 
or your energy for What's 2023? What's that new year energy? What's that? Bringing that 2023 energy for you this year, whatever that it is exactly. Text the song into the Rickstein Recognition text line and maybe an explanation if you'd like to at 402-479-1400. We'll get you on the list and uh, we'll have a good old time on Friday's show. All right, that is it, guys. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning, closing out the show at 29 degrees. And uh, not getting much warmer than that today. That's pretty much it. It is 9 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln.